0: welcome to anyone that would potentially be listening to this our first podcast episode Um, my name is mary rose swan
1: and i'm mary letitia deal
0: and our show is called the mary's mentors podcast mary what is our show about
1: Our show is about helping uh, people, uh, all sorts of people who are in business and helping them through uh, life and navigating um, all sorts of things. So um, let's introduce
0: each other. Okay. Let's (laughs) introduce each other. So, well, I'm going to introduce myself just a little bit because I will just mention a very brief bio, but then we can kind of get into more meat and potatoes in a second. So my name is Mary Rose. Um, I currently reside in the beautiful city of Billings, Montana. I have lived in Montana my entire life. I am originally from a little town further away, but I live in Montana. I have two ridiculously incredible children, um, Elora and Coulter. I married my high school sweetheart Thaddeus, and we have been married for, it'll be 18 years this year. And I didn't come up with an icebreaker question, but let me pop one up really quickly while you talk about yours, and then we'll both answer an icebreaker question.
1: All right. I feel like I kind of lead a double life. I uh, I do reside in Billings, Montana, um, living with my partner in life and my other business, Josh will be married in a year or two. Um, I also have a household in Laurel where my uh, two of my three beautiful children reside. Um, I have three children. I'm about to be a grandma. That's kind of secret news, but I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and I'm, um, yeah, I think that that's, I'm a dog lover. So you'll see my dog coming in and out or hear her because she is part of my every day.
0: She is. Ellie is <laughs> little Miss Ellie.
1: All right. So Ellie.
0: I spare question.
1: What's your favorite scent? Oh my gosh. That's a hard one. It would probably be like fresh rain, but like I love the smell of, of green, so kind of piney.
0: And I am a basic bitch, and I'm going to go with vanilla, always. <laughs> no. Anything that has the vanilla, like a, a, a hint of vanilla, I will wrap it around myself and and wear it like a coat. All right, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Mary, because we find that it is easier to talk about some, uh, you know, it's easier to talk about someone else than it is to talk about ourselves. So this is Mary Rose talking about Mary Letitia. Um, So very briefly, it's not going to be a huge bio because of course we didn't write out bios for each other in this case, but um, Mary grew up in White Sulphur Springs, which is very, very teeny tiny town, kind of similar to the teeny tiny town I grew up in. Um, An incredible incredible story of, I, I would say the the human spirit in that she was a young mother, very young mother, and has, as, as a result of raising these three kids, raised three pretty incredible children, um, all nearly adults. And I like all of them for different reasons. But I think the reason I do like all of them is because they've all really shown some pretty incredible, um, not just to say resilience, but just their ability to be good people is I think very much to do with who their mama is and who, and how she raised them. Um, so I met Mary back in 2010 when I got a job at, um, EBMS and, we worked together for, oh gosh, was it three or four years? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yep. And then I left and moved on. But during that time, we'd really developed like an amazing friendship. Um, But I'll talk about that in a second. So, you know, Mary was what, what she learned at EBMS is what's kind of helped us build our business together in business coaching and mentorship because she uh, was a trainer, a corporate trainer for um, a pretty large third-party administrative company. And so she brought all of those skills with her to our business, which I'm very grateful for, all right? This is very, it's hard to do it um, with no script and doing it. it so, you know, <laughs> I, I do recognize I know. It.
1: I uh, I thought about that after we after we already hit record. I'm like, this is going to be a little bit difficult without a script. But well, it's Mary in- Rose, it is. And Mary Rose Swan um, was also raised in a very small town, Colstrip, Strip, Montana, um, by some pretty great people. I'd have to say. I think that her parents are pretty, pretty great I like people. Them. Yeah, they're pretty good <laughs> with a couple siblings uh, who are also pretty good people. And um, married her high school sweetheart and is also raising some pretty incredible children. Um, I'm biased. I, think that, I, think uh, I can't disagree they are, with you. I, I know. <laughs> they, are, uh, they are both also growing up to be incredibly good people. And I think that um, as you are, are raising them and finding that their little hidden talents, I think is really exciting. I think that you're developing some great, some great, creative, amazing uh, humans. So um, yes, Mary Rose and I met at EBMS. And I have to say like the second I met her, I knew. And that's how all of my best friends are. Like I knew the second I met her, I'm like that woman and I, we're gonna spend some time together. Um, Smart, brilliant, can see things in different aspects than other human beings. And I think that's why I immediately connected with her because I love people who can see views from different angles and be able to describe like, but from here, if we did it this way, it would work out like this at the end. And people don't see that. People for some reason don't break down processes and mechanics and investigate issues the way that Mary Rose's brain works. And so, for that, I, I knew immediately we'd have a work connection and a life connection because that same view connects her in all of her life aspects, like work, you know, what she does with coaching, what she does with her family. She, she has this view and is able to break things down and really and really see things from a different angle and be able to articulate that, which is a very important point. Um, Some people can break things down and not be able to express that into other people so that they understand it in a certain way. Um, You're very good at that.
0: And and I have to, I'm going to double back and say, you know, the amount of patience that someone has to have for training all kinds of people with all kinds of learning styles, all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of like, I want to say limitations, but you know, I think that that's also a key thing is that Mary for people that don't really feel like we're naturally very patient all the time. I think it's incredible to see that that she managed to get so many people from start to finish through a training process. Um and 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 learn how to figure out what their learning style was and how they learn best. And um and I really do, I, I think that we both kind of approach what we do with coaching is there's not just one way to learn anything. And some people that might learn really well through one methodology won't, there will be just as many people that will have no ability to, to absorb the information that way. Um, and so I think that that's great that we both kind of have different strengths. And I was going to talk Mm -hmm. about that as my part was that when we worked together at the third party administrator, EBMS, um, EBMS really invested in their employees. And we talk about this quite a bit, just between the two of us, they invested in training employees, and they also invested in continuing education and um, supporting development of other skills, not just, oh, well, how can you answer the phones or how can you find something in a PDF document faster? It was really more built around um, encompassing all skills. And that's where Strength Finders was key. So I'm going to let you talk about Strength Finders.
1: So, Strength Finders was um, one of those things that I I felt like they had invested so much time and energy into us as individual human beings because strength finders really, I remember taking the test and thinking, this is kind of dumb, like taking the initial test. You have to do it under a timer. You have to, you know, get through these this mass amount of questions. But then when we got the results back and I sat down and I really read Um, so you take this test, you get your top five strengths, and then they give you like a a printout of what those really mean. And I remember reading through the first and the second strength. And by the time I got to the third one, I was like, who the fuck has been watching me? Cause now I'm creeped out. Like, this is so intuitive to what I do on a daily basis in my work life, in my home life, in my social life, like all of these things. I mean, it was very, very detailed and I felt like it really opened up for me the, the things in some ways, things that I thought were weaknesses. Um, ended up being my top strengths. And when, once I was able to really grasp on to those being a strength versus a weakness, I was able to, to develop myself into a way that I'd never done before. I got a self-confidence that I hadn't gotten before. Um, and, and I almost a self-worth that I hadn't really seen, especially in work life before, because, because I'd always been told like, um, one of the comments that somebody said to me one time, and I don't, I think it was before EBMS, they said, oh, you're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And I remember thinking, that's what I, I was, I was literally shocked because I really was like, I have always prided myself on learning lots of different things. I have always wanted to learn a little bit about a lot of things. And turns out adaptability is my top strength. So rolling from one thing to another thing to another thing is what I do. It is my natural ability to be able to dip as far as I want to into a subject and learn as much as I want to in a subject and have multiple knowledge areas versus having one very strong knowledge area. So I just thought that that was very interesting in my personal development. And then I got to watch all of my peers experience the same thing and all of it being individual, individualized to them and different. And then being able to learn about those people from that angle was completely enlightening. Like learning why people do the things they do and that those are their strengths turned my world around i feel like i was really able to go oh you don't belong in this department but let me fix you up let me Mm -hmm. let me see where you belong in this organization because your strengths don't outlie you here but oh my god that'd be perfect in provider services or that would be perfect and so i found myself feeling like this witchy little um trainer who could develop people into where they needed to be within the organization which was really how i felt like strengths finder enlightened my life
0: it was validating and it i think that that's the biggest piece is like it, it became a validation. When I when I did the Strength Finders, what I thought was really interesting when I read the book, because we each got like a little book that had all of the different strengths in it. And then once you got, and it had the code to do the tests in the back, and then you would do that. And then um, it, it explained that so much of what we learned in school is that if you didn't know something, if it wasn't something you were good at, that you got browbeaten with that subject until you got better. And it, and rather than encouraging someone whose natural strength may have been English to do more with English and to get further deeper into that and strengthen it even further. We, we kind of all of our education system seems really focused around not our strengths, but in finding what the weaknesses are and trying to make them stronger versus taking something that we're naturally strong at and developing those skills and creating within those skills, even more skills. So I had our pull, I pulled ours up. And so my strengths, which I thought was so funny that when Mary was describing me, my, my, my first strength is strategic. So when she was talking about the ability to Look at something and and see different outcomes. That is the that is my strategic strength, coming out and it's my number one. But mine are also things like communication, how I'm able to give that information um, to people so that they understand what my strategy. You know, what that s- strategy means nothing if you can't communicate a strategy. That's probably why those things are so important. Um, <laughs> You could be as strategic as you want, but if you can't, ex, you know, develop a plan and communicate that plan to the people that need to execute it, you're that's not going to work. Um, maximizer, which is hard. It's such a hard strength because it's like it's like wanting to put everything on steroids. It's like, do you feel joy? How can we make it the most intense joy you've ever? <laughs> um, maximizing everything and woo is. I love talking to strangers. I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. Um, it has always been one of my strengths, and now, and it really gave me license to own it. I love owning that I am a woo strength, and that you know it has nothing to do with just being outgoing, it's because I'm, I'm supposed to help people come out. And then my last yeah. strength, which is one that Mary and I share is ideation. And that's the two strengths that we share are strategic and ideation, which when you're building a business, I can't think of really two better, two <laughs> better, except maybe whatever the strength is that actually executes the strategy and the ideas
1: an executor <laughs> i always forget my fifth strength so i know that i've got adaptability learner ideation
0: strategic
1: strategic
0: and then it's the one that you thought was real it's, t- that- <laughs> it's real relater
1: <laughs> <Or> later <laughs> It makes me laugh every time. And that's why I forget that one because. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's been like, um, is that realtor? And so it, it was kind of funny. That's why we're, we're cackling about it. So, um, I will talk about a little bit about how we decided to start a business. So, um, Oh gosh, Mary, it's three years ago, three years ago. Um, I had been undergoing a little bit of a personal transformation in my life in 2018, um, and we'll get more into that at some point on a future episode, but for me, I was I was starting to just really I, I question things. I was having a lot more ability to see things in my life that I didn't like and see things in my life that I wanted more of. And um, Mary and I had continued, even though I was no longer working at EBMS any longer, we were consistently getting together for lunch because we love having lunch together. Like we have, we would go to lunch and we would have ideas and that's that ideation coming together. Like we just sit there and we would just like balance ideas, like quarters off a hooker's ass just over and over again. Um, no, it was a stripper, not a hooker, sex worker. <laughs> Thank you. MFM. Sex workers. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so we would, we would get together and have these ideas and, the idea to start a business together really came to be through I you know honestly I think this is a lot for a lot of people some um Mary was having a situation that day and I, I remember what it was about but it doesn't really matter what it was about but there were we were at buffalo wild wings and she was crying in buffalo wild wings is there anything sadder is there anything sadder than crying in buffalo wild wings um but i just said you know why are why don't we just why don't we do something together it just seemed crazy to me that we have so many amazing ideas and literally all of our ideas would save our employers money or make them money and that was what was really taunting us was this idea that everyone was making money or saving money because of the things we brought to the table except us. we weren't making any money off of our great ideas. We weren't really saving any money off of our great ideas. We were giving all of those to our employers for free. And so that was really what we we, we kind of were like, you know we want to do something together and all of our ideas and how we want to support people and how we love to work with with people should be something that we we move forward with. So it took us a while. I'll be honest; it's still taking us a while. We are business owners who are learning business ownership as we own our business.
1: We do it same way I raised kids, yo. Yep, um, I kind of had to grow up with them, but that's what happens when you get pregnant very young. Yes. Um, I feel like the other piece that I just want to touch on a little bit on that is our love to watch people develop. Like, I think both of us really have an inside, I mean, it, it makes us both so happy when we get to see people develop and grow into being a happy, full, successful person. And even if, I mean, we've worked with a few clients and even if that was just watching them go, this thing that I've been spinning in circles about, you know, this business that I've been trying to get off the ground, and is just spinning. It's like I'm, I'm riding a, a bicycle in place. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're working with them. And we're trying to develop them even around this specific business. And we watch them go, Oh, it wasn't this business, my strengths lie here. And so I'm going to take this different direction. And I think that our first few clients, we really watched to do that in ways that I'm like, that's still development. That's still Mm -hmm. success. That's so much to to just, even to just see that that business wasn't the right business for them and to go off in a different direction where they're not spinning in place, where they're not in that place, where they're just in that constant motion of not getting anywhere. I feel like it's a very frustrating thing to watch people do this thing where they're in constant motion but they're not getting any progress there's no it's a hamster wheel it's a
0: hamster wheel thank you
1: thank you that was the analogy i was going for
0: <laughs> yeah you got a hamster and i i think that that's also the other thing is that how many people keep doing something that doesn't work because they're ashamed of failure to they're ashamed of the outcome of saying i i tried this and it didn't work but i'm going to keep doing it because i don't want people to know that i failed um I think that that's another big piece is that we, we want, we do, we enjoy seeing people develop skills and learn something new, but ultimately it is about each person individually. Like nobody ever comes into our coaching and mentorship program with really any precon. They have goals. I think everybody sets goals, but what happens might completely be out of alignment with a goal and in alignment with making the next move, to up-level. That's, I think, my Mm -hmm. theme in life these days seems to be what do we need to do in order to get ourselves to the next level and and really level up each time. So, Mary, why did we want to start a podcast?
1: We wanted to start a podcast to share our ideas with all sorts of people, to share our our insights and our abilities um, with a broader range of folks out there um, to help develop ourselves and to help develop our business.
0: I don't have anything to add there. I think we have such a unique perspective and we have such a great relationship, just even the two of us. And I feel like every time that we take a new client on, they do become like, a little best friend. They get to be part of our our little club and we're not exclusive in our little club. We're very inclusive in our little club, but we do like it to feel like a little like you get our attention. You get a cheering squad. We are a cheering squad for every client and sometimes, you know, that's coaching is cheering on but also guiding and helping develop those skills. I mean, any sports coach, they're there to get their team to a win, but if that's the only thing that they were there for, they wouldn't have practice. They'd only be playing games. We're here for all of the practice and yeah. we wanna help everybody be ready for when they have to, to, to play the game. Um, uh, so I also wanted to really quickly, because we're just about done, um, I wanted to talk for a second about um, human design, because human design is something we're going to talk about a lot on our podcast. And so we wanted to just mention it. I don't, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say that human design for Mary and I has become one of those ways that we can help people. You know, it's not strength finders. We're, we're not going to get every everybody that we know to do the strength finders quiz. That's just really what gave us permission to start utilizing our strengths to help people in a different way. And then human design is what we're really excited to tell people about and how it relates to them in all aspects of their life, but really trying to bring that to people in a sense of how it can help them both personally as well as in in their business.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited about that as well. All right. Well, I think
0: we're good. We did so good. I'm, this is all going to be in the episode of our podcast. I'm not editing any of this out because I'm patting us on the back. We were very nervous to record. We were, uh, you know, this is all improvisation. That's what I think is so hard about podcasts is everything is improvisation. I love improv, but then I get nervous for people that don't love improv because I don't want them to hate the experience of having to improvise.
1: Oh, It's it's been good. It's been good. All, right. All right. Well. Well, thanks for joining us.
0: Yes, we enjoyed visiting with you today and telling everybody about uh, what we're planning to do with this podcast moving forward, and we both hope that your days are merry
1: and bright. Merry and bright. <laughs> Bye. Bye.